Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits news until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. Today, I wanted to talk to you about one of my all-time favorite books that had a major impact on my life. And it had such a big impact because I didn't just read the book, but I actually implemented the strategies that the book recommended. But before we get into that, I wanted to start with a bit of a story. And it's the story of how this book fell into my lap. I work for a company called Beachbody, and I partner with them to provide tools and programs for people who are trying to improve their nutrition, increase their fitness, and develop healthy habits for life, for day-to-day life. And as part of our company's training, they offer quarterly meetings so that the whole company can come together and participate in trainings and spend time getting to know one another. Normally, these quarterly meetings happen at a hotel, a big hotel near my house, and I've been going there for several years. But about three or four years ago, on one particular event, I decided to go to a different one. I'm not quite sure why, but I decided maybe it was I couldn't attend the exact timing at the exact time of the one that I normally go to. And so I looked on the calendar And I saw there was another one taking place a little further from my house, but still at a doable distance. And so I decided to go. I didn't know anybody. And I drove about an hour from my house to Rhode Island. And this one was not held at a big hotel, but at a small facility. I'm not sure what you call the venue, but somewhere where local bands might perform or kind of like a coffee house feel. Yeah, it's a little nerve wracking to show up by yourself and not know anyone and just walk into this strange situation. But I knew that good things would come of it and I knew it would be worthwhile despite my initial nerves. So I walked in and surveyed the room and there were maybe five or seven big round tables set up with about 10 people at each one. So I found my seat and sat down and waited for the program to begin. And the program was run by a team of primarily men. And they turned out to be the nicest, nicest, most caring guys that you could imagine. And they told their story of how they got involved with business and how it's had an impact on them. And then as we normally do at these kinds of events, we had a break about halfway through. And when you think about it, what normally happens at these breaks, as soon as they say, we're going to take a break, everybody pulls out their phone and they look down and they're checking their messages and they're poking around on their phone. And I decided that I didn't come this far into this new situation to spend this time on my phone. And I was going to try to make the most of it. 
and I was going to try to meet people and see what I could learn, learn as much as I could. So I walked up to one of these guys, friendly looking kind of guy. He wasn't one of the speakers, but I knew he was part of the team. And I introduced myself and we started talking about how our businesses were going. And he asked me what was up with my business. And I said, honestly, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I'm having a hard time organizing myself and getting the tasks done that I need to get done every day. Even though I love this job and I love what I do, I'm just struggling a bit. And he told me about this book called The Miracle Morning. I'd never heard about it. And he said, get this book. It's going to be really helpful. So I went back to my seat, the break ended. And of course, what did I do? I go on Amazon. I order the book right there for my table so that it would arrive in the next day or two. And I finished the event. It was wonderful, always uplifting and motivating and just reinforced the idea that I wanted to continue to build this business because I love the work that I do helping other people with their health and wellness. So this book arrived at my house, The Miracle Morning, and I started reading it. It's written by a man named Hal Elrod, and I won't give away the whole story. I'll let you read it or listen to it. I actually really love the audio. I ended up reading both the book and listening to the audio, and I really enjoyed the audio, which I always do when the author personally reads the audio. And Hal decided one day, and you'll hear the story in the book, that he was going to make the most out of his life. And he wanted to find out what is it that all these successful people do that sets the stage for them to be so productive and live such a good life and achieve all of their goals. And so he sought out to interview all of these people. And at the end of all these interviews, he compiled what he learned. And he noticed that there were trends that all these successful people tended to do a lot of the similar routines in the morning. And so he put them all together, compiled the most um, mentioned routines, and he put them together into what he called a savers routine. And I'll tell you what savers stands for. So the S is silence, A is affirmations, V, visualizations, E, exercise, R, read, and S, scribe or write. And his premise, the miracle morning, as he called it, is that if you do a little bit of each of these activities, then you start the day feeling fantastic. You set the tone for the kind of day you're going to have in terms of the thoughts you're going to have going through your head, in terms of how your body's going to feel physically, having done some exercise, having done some silence or meditation. And all of this will have a ripple effect to set the stage for your best day ever. And when you take the best actions that you can throughout your day, you achieve the goals that you want to achieve. And all of this adds up to living the very best life that you want to live. When I ever read this, I was really intrigued. I was not someone who did any of this. In fact, I was the person who woke up at the very last minute. And if you ask my husband this, he will attest to it. It was snooze after snooze after snooze to the very last minute when I knew I had to get up, get in the shower, get myself ready for work, get my kids up, scramble running around the house, getting everybody else dressed and ready for school and ready for daycare. And then we would zoom out the door. It was really stressful. It was really chaotic. If anyone got in my way, I would be irritable. I would be snapping at them. And then we would finally get to our destination. I would drop my kids off where they needed to go. I would finally sit down at my desk at work and I would feel terrible. I was already irritable, already tired, already feeling frazzled. And I'm just starting my day. And I, so I was really intrigued by this idea of doing things differently so that I could feel differently throughout the day. So little by little, I started to set my alarm earlier because there was no way I could do any of that at the time that I was waking up. 
And in the book, he talks about waking up super early. Some people wake up at the crack of dawn at 4 a.m. And that was not going to happen. But I just started to inch my way back by 15 minute increments, set my alarm 15 minutes earlier, get used to that. And then I decided to set it back another 15 minutes earlier and get used to that. And what Hal says in the book is that you can spend just one minute doing each of these parts of the routine. You could spend five minutes, you could spend 10 minutes, you could spend however long you have on it, as long as you hit the different elements of the routine. And I should also add that what that routine looks like is going to vary. What your miracle morning looks like could be different from what my miracle morning looks like. And that's okay. There is no one right way of doing it. You can interpret it and you can experiment and play around with each element and figure out what works for you. So as I mentioned, this is probably four or five years ago now when I first heard about the book and I've been using it ever since. At one point, my wake up time was 4.45. That was the earliest I got. And there was something about that time. I know it probably sounds so early too. And a lot of people think that I'm totally nuts for getting up that early, but I find I honestly feel better. I honestly feel better when I wake up at five than when I wake up at seven. And now that I've been doing it for so long, I can't even sleep in until seven. If I'm lucky, maybe I can sleep in until six on the weekends. But I have really come to enjoy this quiet time in the morning. Nobody else is awake. And if you're a mom, you know how precious that is to have a quiet house. Nobody needs anything. And I make my breakfast. I have my coffee. And then I sit down. I have a special place in a little cozy area of um, one room. And I keep all of my journals in that location. So I have everything I need. And I start out. I have to admit, I'm, I'm still working on that meditation piece. That's the hardest one for me. Although I have found that there are apps that make this really doable. There's the Calm app. There's the Insight Timer app. And there's one that I did with Oprah at the very beginning of quarantine that I did with Oprah that I really enjoyed. Um, that was a 21-day series. So I find it's a little bit more helpful to use an app where I can follow along with their prompts. But other people like to just sit quietly and you may just enjoy the silence, or you may just focus on your breathing and just count your breaths, count them one, two, in, three, four, out, one, two, exhale, uh, sorry, one, two, inhale, three, four, exhale, and just count your breathing just for a couple of minutes. And it's amazing how powerful that can be. Your breathing is really connected to your body and to your mind. It's a very powerful connection. And so by just focusing on that breathing, slowing it down, focusing on breathing from your diaphragm rather than the shallow breaths from your chest area, and it's very calming and relaxing. So after that, I do a gratitude exercise. I have journals and I write down, I bring my attention to the things that I'm grateful for. And I touch upon the different areas in my life, my family, my friends, our home, the activities we're able to do, even during COVID, even during quarantine, when there was so much that was awful and scary and, um, and prohibited for a long time, there were still things that I could be grateful for. And I find that that goes a long way to setting your mindset to be positive, to look for the good and find what's doable and focus on what's doable rather than what's not. So that's the gratitude aspect of my routine. And then affirmations may sound like a whole bunch of hooey to you. And I'll be honest, it sounded like a bunch of hooey to me when I first tried it. 
And affirmations are kind of tricky because you hear the adage and, you know, you, you hear about it. Well, if I just say this word or if I say this phrase, I'm going to believe it. And I know that's not going to feel true at the beginning. And it's really not true at the beginning. So you have to be really specific about the affirmation that you choose. And it, there's this fine balance because it's a stretch. It's a little bit beyond what you're thinking and what you're believing right now. But it can't be so far-fetched that you don't believe it at all. And so you say this statement as if it were true, even though at first it's not going to feel true and it may not be very true, but you say it over and over. I personally like to write it over and over. I find it's very powerful. And little by little, you actually start to believe it because little by little, you start to change your actions and you change your thoughts. And when you combine those two, then you really change your beliefs. So as an example, one of the affirmations that I'm working on these days is I use my time well and I follow my planner. If I do that, then my day goes a whole lot better and I'm able to achieve all the things that I want to. There was a time when I didn't do this, but I write this affirmation out every day. I've been doing it for a long time now and my actions have changed. And so it really feels more like a truth about how I live my life. There's no one right affirmation. You get to pick an affirmation that rings true for you, something that you're working on, a direction that you want your thoughts to grow in so that they become true beliefs. So after affirmations is visualization, and you'll hear um, later in the podcast, I'm going to post an episode on a vision board workshop that I led, which you can tune into to create your own visions and gain some clarity on the visions that you have for 2021. And I just completed my own exercise of the vision board, and I find it so helpful. So I see where I'm going. It's like my compass. Where do I want to go this year? What do I want to accomplish? How do I want my life to look? This vision board is my guide. And so I have that to look at every day. And then I also write it out in a page in my journal so I can look at that every day. Then there's exercise and that can look very different. That could be one minute of stretches. It could be one minute of jumping jacks. It could be 30 minutes of a workout. It could be going for a walk for 45 minutes, whatever that needs to be for you, you get to decide. And then there's reading. And I find this to be so helpful. This is a habit I started a couple of years ago as well. And you don't have to put a lot of time into it. I don't have a whole lot of time in the morning, but even if I read for five to 10 minutes, I get through maybe five or 10 pages. And over the course of a month, I get through a book that I wouldn't have otherwise read. And it's really amazing that even if you read a little bit, you might come across one phrase and that one phrase really sticks, that one nugget. And it has a powerful impact on how you feel throughout the day and what you do throughout the day. When I was driving before COVID and before quarantine, I would listen to Audible in my car and it might be just 10 minutes on my way to work. And like I said, it would help me get through books that I wouldn't otherwise get through and it would help set my mindset for the day. Now I'm not going anywhere in my car. And so I'm doing my reading through actual paper copies at home. And then last is scribing. And scribing can look like a lot of different things as well. Scribing could be just um, a brain dump. It could be just writing out whatever thoughts that are in your head. I consider I blog every day. So I consider my blogging to be part of my writing. And then I also have a writing project that I work on. And so that's part of my writing routine. And again, that could look like a lot of different things. Put that all together. And that's your savers routine. And that's your miracle morning. And I can tell you, can tell you that it is life-changing. It's one of those books. You can't just read it and say, oh yeah, that sounds nice. You got to read it and then you got to live it. 
And if you do that, it will have a powerful impact on your life. I would love to know what you think. If you get this book, and by the way, I receive no royalties for it, but I just give it a shout out all the time because it is something that truly changed my life. I wish I had read it when I was a teenager. And so I like to tell everybody that I know about it because I know that it will change your life too. But I would love to hear what your experience is. If you get the book, if you put together your own Miracle Morning Routine, I would love to know what that looks like for you and how it's going. So feel free to email me, carol at healthyforlifebycarolperlman.com, P-E-R-L-M-A-M. And let me know your thoughts. Thanks for tuning in today. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great day. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.